And um, I had decided to, do, to start the week by doing 100 miles, 100 miles, 100 miles. And then I took a recovery day, just did the normal 60 or 70. And then I did another 100 on Thursday. And uh, I was all by myself. Um, our group had kind of split up. And I was coming into town. And every town was a little different, but uh, they would have you know, people cheering and shouting and, uh, you know, yelling, oh, congratulations, welcome. And uh, I just got overwhelmed with emotion while I was riding my bike. And it, it's never happened before. <laughs> and I told Jessica and she started laughing. But um, I felt like a hero riding my bike. I had just gone over 100 miles for the fourth time in a week. And, uh, and I, and I kind of felt like how we might feel when we enter into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When either the Lord comes to get us and takes us up to be with Him, or if we were to pass and to enter into eternity. It'll be worth it. And it'll be glorious. And people will be shouting and cheering and just... Uh, it, was, it was a neat experience. Um, and I, I share that at this moment because, you know, kind of what this ta- song was talking about, that he, God knows you. He's watching you. He's, he's ordering your steps. He knows where you are today. And he's waiting, like those people in each city, waiting to cheer. He's kind of looking for you. And you might be far away today. I don't know. But he's looking. He's watching. And he wants to be with you. He wants to be with you this morning. And this morning, we have an opportunity to take a step closer, to take a step deeper, to look into the face of God and to, to, to let him touch us, to let him just love on us. And I just want to say, whatever you may be struggling with today, whatever you may be facing today, no matter how big or how small, God is here to help you along, to cheer you on, to get you there. I want us to close our eyes and bow our heads this morning. If, if we took an opportunity to let each person share in this room maybe the number one or number two pressing need that you are facing. First of all, it'd take a long time. But the reality is that there's something in each of our lives that we are, that we're facing, that we're believing God for. Could be something, a physical need, a financial need, a relational need, just an emotional need. It would probably be overwhelming. You might be sitting next to someone that is up against a trial that they need God to help them over. But the great thing about our Savior, the great thing about our God, is that He is able to meet you this morning. The Bible says to cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. 
and he will bear burdens with us. We don't have to carry it alone. Father, this morning I come before you at this moment. Lord, thankful that you love us. Thankful that you care so much for us. Thank you that you're watching out for us, that you haven't forgotten. But Lord, instead, you, you're right there in the trenches with us. And God, I just pray for the needs of your people this morning. For those of us that have gathered here, Lord, I pray that your hand would be upon us. Lord, that you would just capture us with your presence. Open up our hearts to receive from you. And God, I pray, I pray, Lord, that you would be glorified. Glorified in my life. Glorified in the lives of each person here. And we'll give you the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. I want to sing the song that you kind of went to, if that's okay. I don't know if you guys practiced it, though. Freely you gave, right? Yeah, oh, that's great. You can be seated, and let's sing the song together, all right? Hallelujah. Your grace
bless the Lord. Bless God. Bless God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. We want to welcome you this morning to the Gateway Church. Welcome you back. Several of you are back uh, for a second visit or or a third. We have some new guests with us. And uh, just uh, for our sake, for those that are first-time guests with us, uh, we'd like to record, uh, get some information from you to record a visit. And uh, just if, if you're here for the first time, if you don't mind, just slip up your hand and we'll get you a quick uh, information card. Uh, we'd love for you to fill that out. Um, I wasn't here last week. Yeah, all right, wonderful here. Um, you guys, all right, wonderful with your kids. All right, we got another gentleman here, Rich, right on, on my right. Good. Welcome. We're glad you're here, and uh, I hope you enjoy the presence of God this morning. And uh, if you'd fill that out in the next few moments, and then you can just drop it in the offering plate as it goes by, and then we'll have a, an official record of, our, of your visit and uh, to be able to do that. Cool. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. I tell you, um, this week, I want to take just a second. Thank you, worship team. Great job. Um, this last week was uh, quite an experience. You know, I signed up to ride across Iowa um, thinking I was going to, you know, have a, you know, have a, uh, you know, just a vacation, you know, and uh, it was a lot of work. And uh, some of you, how many think that Iowa's flat? Anybody think that Iowa's flat? Iowa's not so flat. It's like rolling hills. It was like nonstop hills, it seemed like. But, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And, um, and we had a great time. Our team uh, just meshed together. It was fun. Um, and uh, it, was, it was just, we laughed a lot. We rode hard. Um, we ate a lot. Um, you got to hydrate. We drank a lot. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. And thank you. I want to say thank you for those that were praying for me and praying for our team. And uh, we will get the totals of, uh, of what we were able to raise for First Priority, the ministry that we were riding for. Um, and we will have a full report at the end of this month. Randy and Janine, um, they were with us a couple weeks ago. We kind of did a blessing uh, of our trip. And uh, they'll be back and some of the others from our team on the last Sunday of this month. And we'll have pictures and things like that. And so we'll take some time to, to give a full report. And uh, I've got some stories to share um, that, are, that are pretty fun. A couple of quick things in your bulletin if you want to look there with me uh, before we receive our morning tithes and offerings. And again, if you're visiting with us, we'd love for you to fill out that information card. That'd be wonderful. Um, this week, um, we've got, um, for the youth, we've got, they're meeting at the church on Wednesday night, uh, but then heading to Rosie Mound for a beach night. The next week is Unity Festival, uh, day zero, Wednesday, and then uh, Coast Guard Park. Uh, August 18th, and so those are the next few weeks lined up, and then at the end of the month, uh, Michigan Adventures, and so we want to make sure all those that have youth age kids that are you're planning on being a part of that, um, that'll be great. We also have a kids beach day, uh, Tuesday, August 10th, pray for good weather that day, and uh, we're, all our families, we're encouraging you to come out, uh, North Shore Beach, uh, right down uh, North Shore Drive in Perrysburg, and then a kids sleepover a little later that week. On August 13th, we want to let you know that uh, we are participating in another Gleaners truck, Feed America truck. 
Um, and uh, they, they do these all over the state, but uh, right in our community, um, we are going to help serve um, hundreds of families on August 13th, that Friday morning. And we've been, uh, we put it in the bulletin last week, and we want to make sure that you're aware, just a couple Fridays away, that we're together. We're going to come, wear your gateway shirts. If you don't have one, come, and we'll throw one on you. We'll have extras. And uh, we're going to just love on people as we give away food and uh, give away uh, Jesus to, to these people. And uh, we'll need to meet at 9 o'clock at St. Pat's Church. We've done that earlier this year, and then we've also have one planned in November, right around Thanksgiving time. And so kind of a pattern of wanting to give back, partnering with Love, Inc., um, and, and doing that. Also, in a couple weeks away, we've got our all-church annual picnic, and uh, that will be a lot of fun. And for those of you that came out last year, uh, for sure, we're bringing the water balloon launcher, and uh, someone's got to bring the eggs again, because that was just a lot of fun. And we'll be launching eggs at the students, and uh, I'm sure it's safe. And uh, we'll pray for no injuries, and uh, that'll be fun. And, uh, and so the details are, are in there. And then the last thing I want to announce is Rick and Renee Diaz, and I'm looking, I don't see them this morning, uh, but they gave birth this last week, and I have no idea any of the details. Uh, it was Tuesday, two girls, Jessica and, and Isabel. My wife is great, isn't she? And maybe you've seen this on Facebook, I don't know. But um, and, uh, they, but they, yeah. Wow, 18 inches long, both of them. And uh, I assume that everyone's healthy. And uh, we wanted to let you know, uh, twin, one is enough. Twins is, you know, I mean, you only get two hands, you know. And, uh, and so anyway, they're going to need a blessing from, from us. And uh, if you're interested in providing a meal uh, to take to them, and uh, Jessica, um, just wave your hand. This is my wife, for those that don't know. Uh, we love for you. To, we, we like to do like every other day for like 600 weeks, as long as we are possible. And so if you have a heart to do that, talk to Jessica, and we'll just schedule them out, and uh, that'll be a huge blessing. Rick and Renee, they live right around the corner from the church here, and uh, it'll be easy to find, and we want to do that. All right? Well, good. Well, ushers, let's uh, prepare to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Uh, I was looking... Uh, at the month of July, and uh, praise God, uh, we, have, uh, we are hitting budget, which is just uh, remarkable. From what I understand, uh, many, many churches are, are struggling, and God is just blessing us here at the Gateway Church, and we're hitting budget, and actually beyond budget uh, through June, and then we, uh, we were real close in July, and so I just want to say thank you for your faithfulness. When we partner together, when we are all faithful in our giving, um, the collective uh, effort, it, it allows us to make an impact, to do things like support gleaners and to do things uh, in our community, to reach out and to give back and, and to be a blessing. And um, it just makes a difference. And so thank you for that. Um, Carl, why don't you pray this morning for our morning tithes and offerings as we give. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. And once the offering plate goes by, I'm going to ask that you would stand up and stretch and kind of find someone, shake their hand. 
I forgot to do greeting. And so you can crank some music there, and we'll take a couple minutes here, turn and greet one another, and uh, we'll be into our message here soon. if you can make your way back to your seats, that would be awesome.
All right. Well, fantastic. Well, this morning, um, I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Peter chapter 3. And we're kind of making our way through the book of 1 Peter. And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do something this morning. You know, we want to preach through the book, but there's a section of Scripture that really demands uh, some serious attention, and we're going to hit that next week. And uh, this week, I'm gonna, you'll kind of see where we're headed, but um, we're going to kind of wrap up some thoughts, kind of the early parts of uh, 1 Peter. But turn with me to 1 Peter, and uh, we've, as we've talked and looked at the book of 1 Peter, um, we see Peter... Um, one of the apostles of Jesus, uh, one of the first ones to sign up to go with Jesus. He was uh, just a great man, um, very passionate, um, but was kind of immature. Um, he was you know, kind of wishy-washy a little bit, you could say, early in his years with Jesus. At one point, he was uh, you know, passionate about God, saying, hey, I'm, I will never deny you. And then the next moment, he's denying Jesus. One moment, he's stepping out of the boat, uh, which is you know, crazy. He's the only one that's ever walked on water besides Jesus. And he, he's out of the boat, but then he looks aside and he starts to sink. And, and just an just a interesting fella uh, Peter is. But when we see his work in 1 Peter, he has matured in his faith. He's encouraged us in First uh, Peter chapter two, verses two, I believe. He says to grow up in your salvation, and that would be uh, something that he had done and wanted to do. He had faced incredible persecution, uh, but in the in all of that, he he learned to be holy, and he encourages us early on in First Peter to be holy. And then it's, he's using this book, this letter. Uh, to the churches, almost as a pep talk, I think. And uh, in chapter 2, last week, or two weeks ago now, we looked at, he's saying, look, remember who you are. He, and and uh, we'll just read it. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. And he's saying, look, don't forget who you are. Don't give up. As the church was suffering at that time, and, uh, he's saying, look, hang on, it's worth it. And, uh, and just, a, just a wonderful thought there. And then we talked a little bit about taking the high road, even when it's tough. Even when, um, when the odds are against you, you can stand up for Jesus. You can uh, take the high road. And, uh, and in verse chapter 2, verse uh, 15, it says, For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. He says, this is what we are called to do. We are called to take the high road in circumstances, to take, not to look for the easy way out, not to take the shortcut, but to take the high road, to give people the benefit of the doubt. And all through 1 Peter, we're seeing these nuggets of truth, these keys um, that will safeguard us. Um, 1 Peter, the, the book of 1 Peter has been called um, a manual for Christian living. If you want to know how to live the, a Christian life, Look at to First Peter and as he lays it out. And he's saying, look, you can make it, but make it with impact. Do it right. And, uh, and, and it's just, it's been wonderful to, to study this. And today I want to look at chapter 3. And we're going to read chapter 3 here in just a second in its entirety. But the first section, we're going to kind of, uh, we'll make some uh, quick, quick comments on it. But we'll come back to that um, next week and, uh, and we'll do that. 
But as tradition uh, over the last several weeks as we've been looking at 1 Peter, I want to encourage you to grab a copy of Scripture. If you didn't bring a Bible, you can just slip out. There's uh, Bibles on the back tables back there. And I want you to stand with me, and we're going to read this together. I'm going to read it. You can listen. You can follow along. Um, But let's honor God's Word. Let's stand, and uh, let's look at God's Word together. 1 Peter chapter 3 says, wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornments, such as braided hair or wearing the gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be uh, that of the inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past uh, put their hope in God, who put their hope in God, used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters, if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Interesting verse there, that last verse. We'll look at it next week in more detail. But guys, just so you know, for those of us that are married, if we don't consider our wives, if we don't treat them with love and respect, it's saying that our prayers will be hindered. If you want your prayers answered, love your wife, respect your wife. And all the guys said, amen, all right? Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at that whole section next week. I'll make some comments on that in a second. But, I, wanna, but then it, I want us to understand that this is a letter, all right? And I know we have chapters and we're kind of breaking this up. But when the, the churches would have received this, they would have read this as a letter. And so he's coming to chapter 3, verse 8, and he's going to conclude a thought. And that's what we want to do this morning. He says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must keep, or seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you, if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed kind of what we talked about last week. Take the high road, even if you're going to suffer. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who's, uh, who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is, uh, if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins uh, once for all, the righteous and for the unrighteous, to bring you 
uh, to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in, in prison and who disobeyed long ago. When God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, in it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not, to, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of good conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with, an, with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us through your word. It's alive and active. It's powerful. It's effective. And Lord, I just pray that our hearts will be open to hear what you are desiring to speak to us this morning. Each and every one of us, Lord, I pray that you'd be speaking. And Lord, we will give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I kind of struggled reading that. That was horrible. <laughs> I took my, uh, and I'm going to read it out of this in just a second. I took the message with me on my ride, Ziploc bagged and all, so it wouldn't get wet. And uh, I read that almost every day. And, uh, you know, you're reading totally different. And, uh, and I didn't read it this morning. I'm thinking, wow, I need to go to reading class. And uh, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, ah, oh, embarrassing. All right, First Peter chapter three. Let's do that again. No, just kidding, just kidding. When we read uh, that chapter, uh, the first part, of course, talks about husbands and wives, and uh, and and we're going to look at that uh, next week in de- detail. But what I want us to to see here is that that Peter is wrapping up some thoughts that we've been studying. He starts off the, the book on talking about being holy, uh, growing up in your salvation. He turns and he says, look, don't forget who you are in Christ. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Uh, you, are, uh, you are important to me. And, uh, and, and he's talking to a church, the early church, that is under extreme persecution. They are suffering for their faith. And I understand that most of us don't really uh, suffer for our faith all that much. Um, we may suffer silently at work. You know, we might be quiet about our faith. But you know, even if we were more vocal and outgoing uh, with our faith, uh, and some of us are, most likely the majority of us uh, don't uh, get the persecution that the early church was uh, receiving. Uh, would you guys say that that's probably fair to say? Most of us, you know, it's accepted to be Christian. Now, if you're radical and you're, and you're really serving God, you know, there's, there's some, uh, you know, uh, persecution that can come with that. But, uh, but for most of us, you know, it, it's, you know we, we love the Lord and that's okay here in the United States. Now, what he's talking here, though, is that our example as a believer is really, really important. We talked a little bit about taking the high road and uh, looking, um, looking to not take shortcuts, but to, to give people the benefit of the doubt and to, to do that. And uh, the, what I see here in 1 Peter chapter 3 is that, is that even though we may not suffer in the way that the early church did, 
I believe that Satan is still out seeking to, dis- to kill, destroy. In fact, later in 1 Peter, um, that's where we see that verse, um, that, that Satan, he's roaming the earth, looking to devour. We may not be pers- persecuted in the way that the early church was, but he's still looking to knock you out of the game. He wants to take you out. He hates your guts, and he wants to get at you, and he may do that in different ways. And I see in, in 1 Peter chapter 3, there's really two things that he's kind of summing up these thoughts. He's saying, look, um, before that, he says, look, respect your authorities, be submissive to your authorities. And, uh, but then he comes into uh, chapter 3, and then he talks about husbands and wives. Do we agree that if Satan can get in to the marriage and spread us apart, that would be, bring destruction to our family and to those around us, to our example as a believer. And so when we look at that first portion, and we're going to look at it more in detail next week because there's some nuggets of truth that are really significant, we, we know that Satan is attacking marriages. He has and always will. You look at the statistics, and, and I haven't looked at them recently, but we know that, that marriages are struggling. Professionals are booked up meeting with families, meeting with husbands, meeting with wives, talking through um, issues because the enemy is sneaking in and getting a foothold. And so his encouragement here is saying, look, don't forget who you are, but be an example. He's saying, wives, respect your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Don't forsake that. These, the church was suffering, and I can just imagine with all that suffering, with all the persecution, that Satan was getting into families, getting into marriage situations, and, and trying to pry, like he still does, trying to get in and make, uh, make a separation. And, and Peter's saying, look, don't let that happen. The same is true when we come to verse 8. And he's saying, look, um, and he kind of sums it up. He's saying, look, not only with families uh, is, is the devil trying to knock us out, but even within the body of Christ. Remember, he's writing to the churches. And then he comes to this portion. And I want to read it in the message because it sums it up really, uh, really nice. And, uh, and I want to, I wanna, I've been, this is what I've been reading and kind of meditating and praying over. It's that same verse in verse chap, uh, chapter 3, verse 8. He says, summing up, he says, first, be agreeable. He's talking to the churches to work together. Be agreeable. I like that. He says, be agreeable. Be sympathetic. Be loving. Be compassionate. Be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, and this is what I want to focus on this morning. You'll see it there in your Bible, but it's a little different here. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. You will be a blessing and also get a blessing. And I want to look at that idea this morning, that it is our responsibility as believers, our example, our reputation, 
in our community, in our church, in our family, is to bless others, to be an example, to not let the enemy get in and to, to destroy. But as he's wrapping this up, this portion of his letter, he's saying, look, summing this up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of us. And then he says, bless. This morning, I want you to think about the different areas of your life. Many of us wear different hats. We have different responsibilities. Some of us, you know, are, are still young and, and we're kids, and, uh, but we have responsibilities at home. Um, uh, some of us, you know, you, some of the students will be going back to school uh, just a few weeks and you'll have some responsibility there. You'll have some authorities over you. Others of us are, you know, we have uh, a job and we have someone over us that manages us and, and uh, others uh, maybe lead and, uh, and uh, are working. But all of us, you know, have different uh, responsibilities. Some of us are parents, uh, dads and moms, and uh, some are grandparents, and that's a lot of fun. I was riding with my bike uh, with this guy earlier this week, and he said, man, if I knew grandparenting was so great, I would have skipped having kids <laughs> and went right to have grandkids. And I said, well, that, fair enough. And I just kept on going. And uh, <laughs> he was delusional, I don't know. But because uh, that's not possible, is it? No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but our example is so, is so important. And, uh, and I want you to think about the different hats, the different responsibilities we have. And then I want us to consider how could we be a blessing in those areas? How could you be a blessing to your kids as an example of, of who you are in Christ? says, look, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now act like it. Be a blessing. Be a blessing to your kids. Be a blessing to your wife. Be a blessing to your husband. Be a blessing to your authority, to, to whoever you're working for. Uh, be a blessing at school. Be a blessing uh, wherever you go. And even if you're persecuted, be a blessing even more. And that, believe, that when you uh, are looking for opportunities to do that, um, I believe that where it says there in the message that a blessing is coming back to you, I believe that is absolutely correct. There is a principle in Scripture, we call it the seed time and harvest principle. It starts in Gen uh, Genesis, and you see it all the way uh, rippled through, all the way to Revelation, that what you sow, you will reap. And if you sow blessings, you will reap blessings in return. And so I want us this morning to consider our example as a believer. People are watching. Our kids are watching us. Our husbands and wives, we are watching each other. How can we be a blessing to others? And what is the result of that? I believe it comes back to us in kind. If you sow an apple seed, it will come back. You will grow apples. If you sow, uh, you know, if you sow love, you are going to receive love back. If you sow respect, you will receive respect back. And I, I believe that is absolutely the case. This morning, um, you have an opportunity to consider the areas of your life 
to consider where can you be a blessing. And I want us to consider this in, in kind of phases. I believe the first place that we need to be a blessing is in our home, right where it's personal. Now, I'll be honest with you, I believe that that's probably one of the hardest places to be a blessing. How many know that those that we're with most often, those that are closest with us, sometimes get the worst, <laughs> don't, don't they? You know, we're more apt to lash out or to, to you know, be rude or disrespectful. I know that's true for me. But when we consider being a blessing at home, I want you to think about, for those that are married first, I want you to think about how can you bless your wife this week? How can you bless your husband this week? And I want you to be creative about that. And, give, and I want you to, to kind of to capture that idea. I'll tell you one thing. Your kids are watching. Even if your kids are grown, when you bless your spouse, they're watching and they love it. When I spoil Jessica, when I do something fun for Jessica, um, my kids get giddy. <laughs> Before I took off on this ragbri trip, they had a box of goodies, um, a, a Tupperware container with snacks, and my kids were so excited. My wife planned to bless me with that, and the kids were a part of it, and it was exciting. I thought, I didn't know what I was getting, and they were excited to give, and, and it, it, makes, it makes a huge difference, all right? And so I want you, for those that are married, for those of us that are married, to think, how can we do that? this week. Now, for those of us that have kids, I want you to know as well that we can bless our kids. We can bless our kids with our time, with our words, with, uh, with a note. Consider how you can bless your kids this week, and I believe that it'll come back to you. Your kids will be a blessing to you. My parents have commented on several, several occasions that they have, they've appreciated that, that uh, you know, different things that Jessica and I and my sisters as well have done for them in return. And we're just following their example. My parents were wonderful examples of blessing, blessing us and how important that is. Now, I know there are some that are single and you're saying, well, you know, I don't, I don't really have a significant other or, you know, I want you to consider, and for really for all of us, but though, um, to consider the work you do, the people you work with, the people that you are, um, that you rub shoulders with. If you are leading in a company, I want you to consider how can you bless your employees. Um, there is something about uh, uh, the Christian life. We ought to be a blessing. We ought to get, uh, we ought to get that one right. That we should be blessing, looking for ways to uh, to, to give back. And I know that. It will come back to us, but that shouldn't be our primary motivation. We should just live our lives uh, according to what Scripture says to be a blessing. So that's in our homes and then in our work. But then it talks about, in it's the Scripture here, as he's talking to the, uh, uh, the, early, church, uh, the early churches, he's saying, look, among yourselves, 
And I think this is important. I don't want to miss this. He says, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessings again. And that is a little different. How do we, how can we be a blessing to one another here at the Gateway Church? How can we reach out and make a difference in someone's life right here? The same is true, just like our kids are watching us, for those of us that have kids and uh, are married, there are people outside of our community, outside of this church, that are watching uh, the example of the Gateway Church. And if we are fighting and bickering and we can't get along, it's a horrible example. And thankfully, we don't have uh, much of that at this point. It, it, uh, it really, you know, if we did, I'd be nervous to be preaching about it. <laughs> but I'll tell you that God, uh, He wants us to work together, to be together, to love each other, to be compassionate, give each other the benefit of the doubt. And we do that for God's glory, for the furtherment of the, of the kingdom of God. It's not just so that we can get along and, and uh, you know, have, have a good time, but it's for God's glory because people are watching us. We are to get along. And, uh, and sometimes that is not uh, easy to do, but with God's help, we can do it. The fact is, is that each of us have a reputation. God is... He has placed us in a particular location, a particular season of our life, and there are those around us that are watching. And God wants us to make it. He wants us to succeed. And with everything within us, God wants us uh, to, to make it. At the same time, Satan is trying to destroy us. But God's plan is for us to be a blessing. Now, I want to talk as a church uh, one, uh, as, as I wrap this up and uh, this thought and kind of c- conclude um, this, this, the first three chapters of First uh, Peter. As a church, when we consider our mission, our mission is to connect with God, connect with each other, connect with the world, right? Our vision is to make an impact in our community and to make an impact in our world. And when we consider what God has called us to do collectively, this chapter just screams, really the first three chapters, to be holy, to don't forget who we are, to grow up in our salvation, to put on um, righteousness. We are a holy nation. We are the royal priesthood of God. We are to take the high road. We are to love our wives. We are to respect our husbands. We are to do these things together. Our reputation, people are watching us, and even in hard times. And so I want to just challenge us as a body of believers together that these verses are, will help us fulfill our mission and will help us fulfill the vision that God has put inside of our hearts. But we cannot do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit's help. And this morning, I want us to pray and ask God to help us in these areas.
because the chances are that there are relationships in our lives that are strained. There are situations in our lives that if we were honest and it, we, would, we would be ashamed to say that we, were, that we even have a hard time. It could be in, within our family. It could be something at work. But there's probably areas in our lives where we have not been the example that God wants us to be. Maybe there's some holiness issues. And, uh, you know, to, uh, and, and when it says to be holy as I am holy, maybe that challenges you. Maybe you haven't grown in your faith. Maybe you haven't been in the Word of God like you know you should be. And others are watching, and you're saying, man, my example is suffering in that area. Maybe it's in the, the idea that, that you're, you're saying, man, I didn't even realize that I could go to the throne of God. I, could, I can go straight to Jesus with my requests, and, and, uh, and that's an encouraging uh, news for you. Maybe it's you struggle with submission and submitting to authorities, submitting to those around you. Maybe it's your marriage that's struggling. I don't know. But this morning, when we consider who we are as a body of believers, God is, wants to challenge each and every one of us. And he may challenge you in a different way than he'll challenge one of your neighbors. But let God move in your heart and to challenge you to be a blessing to be a blessing this week, to look where you can give back and let God work in your life. And I'll tell you, when you are intentional about that, it is a lot of fun. And uh, it it's a, it'll put a smile on your face. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to pray for you this morning. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the way that it challenges us. And God, thank you for the reminder that others are watching, that our reputation matters. Whether it's our kids that are watching, a spouse that's watching, uh, those within the church that are watching, or even outside of our community that are watching us. Lord, I pray that that would challenge us to be men and women of God who love you and are doing our best to make an impact in this world. God, I pray, Lord, for those of us that are struggling in an area and even to consider to be a blessing to someone uh, maybe, maybe difficult, especially someone that may be suffering, maybe a relationship that's been strained. Lord, your word says to bless them. Bless is a person that bears up underneath persecution for your sake. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you will give us the strength we need to make it through in each of those circumstances. And God, I just pray, Lord, for marriages this morning. And Lord, as we'll look at that a little more complete next week, God, I pray that, that our, our marriage unions will be strong. We will be an example. We will be an exception to the statistics. Um, we, will, we will safeguard our marriages. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for your word. And God, I pray that as we leave today, Lord, that, that you would go with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we, before we leave this morning, um, I'm wondering if there's anyone here that has never given your heart to the Lord. 
I want to give you an opportunity. The Bible says that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And the reality is that even one sin can keep us from spending an eternity with Jesus in heaven. Scary. But the awesome news is that Jesus came to this earth. He loves us so much. He died on the cross for our sins. And when he did that, he provided a way that if we would turn to Jesus, that he will clothe us with righteousness. He takes away our sins and makes our hearts white as snow. It's a miracle. And this morning, I want to offer you that salvation. And if you're here this morning and you are away from God and need to turn to God, or if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. And let's just do that. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes again. And uh, just, I want to see if there's anyone here to give that opportunity before we leave that needs to get their heart right with Jesus. Anyone at all, just slip up your hand that would like to turn your heart to the Lord. And I want to pray with you. I won't call you forward this morning, but I want to be able to pray with you so we can celebrate. Anyone at all saying, that's me. Boy, I, I came to church needing a change in my life. Anyone at all, slip up your hand. Okay. One more quick look. Don't want to miss anyone. All right, well, why don't we stand and I'll pray a prayer of benediction. Lord, I pray that today as we leave this place, Lord, that we would be an example that blesses you. God, I pray that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us. Keep us safe, keep us healthy, and bring us back next week with testimony of how we were able to bless others. Thank you in Jesus' wonderful name and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Go in the grace of God. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.